action. Who's doing what? Hey, Jason. Craig? Guess what? Guess what? Uh, I would love to know what. You tell me. Well, we got the hundred million dollar agency monster growth's secret. Open your glove box. Open your glove box. It's Andy and Ryan Matheson. Oh, I'm going to take a big old bite of that. Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome. Welcome. Drew Llewellyn. We had Trey Llewellyn. Oh, and actually, it's uh, reading as Drew Llewellyn, but that's just our company Zoom account. I'm Andy and Ryan. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Ryan Matheson. I need to change how that reads actually right now. Oh, I'm Samson. This is uh, Delilah. Uh, Jeffrey. Perfect. Samson <laughs> Perfect. and Delilah. You could call me Dr. Leonard Cabinet if you want. <laughs> <laughs> there you, go. you can actually change it. I like that. <laughs> there you guys, there's somebody lurking back there. Look yeah, he's checking out our. He's testing out our new floating selfie stick. It's fantastic. Uh, floating? Oh, the. I see. Yeah, the one where you. Yeah. Does it work well? Oh, it's awesome. It shoots like really nice 4K video, and it's like doesn't bounce. It's like very smooth. So it's it's pretty cool. It was a hundred bucks. Is it called smooth? Or something like that. I don't know, what is it? Move. Move, move. It's called the gimbal. Oh, the gimbal. The gimbal. <laughs> I thought it was called the smooth move. The smooth move. Excellent. <laughs> it should be. Gosh, That's I my end for everyone. Hey, Xlax, you gotta pay up. <laughs> Mention. Are you getting this? Are you recording over there? Yeah, yeah, perfect. I gotta, I gotta use it. I gotta open the door. My, cool. my office is like an oven. Cool. So I have to periodically open and close my yeah, door. How hot is it in Arizona right now? I don't know. It's just yeah. too hot. It's not pants weather. I'll tell you that much. It's no, no. pants weather. I'm shorts. <laughs> Ever since like late May, it's been shorts. I, yeah. I just can't, I can't do it. And I think people don't trust you if they come in the office and, and you're wearing a suit. Like I just, <laughs> it's, it's flipped, right? The, yeah. it, that, that whole suit mentality is just is out the door somewhere in your career path you went wrong if you're still wearing a suit like something went wrong somewhere (laughs) we were talking about that earlier yeah (laughs) somewhere you went wrong Uh, we're gonna do the suit shorts we gonna pull that back out i like the suit shorts i'm sure it exists i've been trying to get we work with a life specialist here and he he wears suits all the time i've been Uh. trying to get the to suit shorts like that's the look, white classy. one, white classy, one. or maybe can some you, suit leggings. Can you go full <laughs> cutoff, like the muscle shirt suit, like the, like the blazer? What about the tuxedo suit? t-shirt? Oh, oh can't go wrong. Right. The classic, right? It's seven days a week. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> we might want to pull that off at the insurance conference here in a month. That would be awesome. That would actually be a good idea. Some branded glove box, you know, t-shirts. Oof. I like it. So did you guys come from the insurance world? Yeah. Yeah. So we built a, uh, we built about a hundred million dollar agency here in Colorado uh, over the past nine years, about 95% personal lines. And we just sold it uh, about two weeks ago. So a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. (laughs) It was an easy way out. out. Yeah. Okay. So about a hundred million. Yeah. What was the number? It was like 98 million in premium. Nice. How long? About nine years. 
Okay. That's totally in a year. Yeah. So we had about 120 agents, independent agents, and a small inside sales team of about 10. So we had- uh, They were day. like 1099 agents under you guys? Yep. Yep. You know, family agency, uh, our pop started it about 25 years ago, but it really only grew to about 5 million um, in the 15 years that it was uh, around. And then Ryan and I came in about, a, Ryan was about a decade ago and I was seven years ago. So so when did you decide that you wanted to scale it to to that kind of level? Boy, it was all in the marketing. Um, yeah, it, was, it just kind of happened organically. We yeah. just started running and then it was like, oh my God, this thing won't stop. And then Sean, our our Xbox guy back here, he, uh, he was one of our top agents. This guy was doing like a million three a year in new premium. This guy was an animal and just home and auto insurance was nuts. From what <laughs> leads or internet oh, yeah, leads? mortgage brokers. We became kind of the guru with mortgage brokers. We just, we were in every major mortgage shop in Colorado and we just, you know, we'd get them drunk, take them golfing and they would just send the deals. So you'd be the party guys go out with all the, the dudes and then, they just send everything over. Send everything. Yep. Yeah. And then you get them with their processors, feed them booze. It just is a spiral. It was a spiral. And so it just grew like crazy. So that was the primary, primary source right there. What was. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd call it about 80, 80, 90% of our leads were coming to door that way. And then admittedly, it was just the fact that, you know, the market got to know who we were and they enjoyed who we were as, as agents. And uh, we were just crushing it. It was fun. How were you and what did they like? Uh, you want to know what's funny? I started when I, uh, when I was 25 years old and I used to tell people I was 30 because I was, you know, I can't, you can't get away with that when you're 24, 25 years old. So I would kind of lie to them. Oh, I'm 30, you know, and they're like, all right, whatever. Uh, but no, like, you know, you go out with these guys, like you said, have drinks, golf, all that good stuff. And so they just, they enjoy that, you know, so. Now, did you guys actually enjoy golf? I, I always ask people. <laughs> Ooh, he loves you know, golf. Yeah. The golf. problem with golf is if you're not good at golf, it's not a good forum to showcase yourself. <laughs> like it's hard to sell someone that you're good at business, but you just hit three houses. Like it's hard to like trust that person. <laughs> and they're like holding, you're holding everyone up, man. It's been like a five hour round and you're, yeah. you're the reason. So yeah, that's a good point. So here's another question is, uh, so, so you actually, did you actually enjoy golf and were you sober or were you drinking? Always depends drinking. On, depends Always. on the company. Yeah, I would never. I would never play golf and, and not drink. That's for yeah. The, that's for the pros. Leave it to the pros to play sober golf. That's not <laughs> me. What about you? I mean, do you do you play sober golf? I I don't play golf because oh, I okay. just find it incredibly boring. But I also don't drink. Oh, so I think that there you go for you. Yeah, at that point. So mm -hmm. I I used to play a lot of golf, but at the same time, I also drank a lot. And then when I, when I stopped drinking, I stopped golfing. <laughs> correlation. Okay. So. There is a heavy correlation between golfing and drinking, unless you're a pro. See, I can hit the crap. John Daly. Yeah. I can hit the crap out of the ball, but it's not going straight. I mean, I can just, 300, just boomerang. Yards, 300 yards, who knows? You know, <laughs> whatever works. It's amazing how it can do that. Just. <laughs> takes that hard right I it's don't... crazy how like one time it's right and then the next time is left it's right like, this <laughs> is not you know this is not consistent whatsoever i can at least suck one way but no i suck both ways right <laughs> yeah. no consistency which don't quote me on that by the way that'd be a bad quote <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes 
<laughs> I think I might not like golf even more because of the fact that my wife gets so mad at me when I leave to go golf instead of work and she's home with the kids. I think yeah. that might have something nail to do with on it. the head. You hit the nail on the head. Well, it's too long. It's five hours. I mean, what the hell? Plus nah. the, the drive there and the drive back. So it can right. be a six or seven and then a bar afterwards, eight hours. I mean, it's a full day. Nine, yeah, and then nine holes is plenty. Days. Then there's three full days of recovery from the, the wife getting pissed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not about getting away from the kids, is it? Wink, wink. Um, no, no. And admittedly, uh, I don't know. I like golf. So I try and get out as much as possible. No, it's good. It's good. I always joke around because it's. <laughs> Some people love golf. Our, no. One of our business partners, he wears a knee brace golfing. He loves it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could get injured. <laughs> like golf. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's funny. So, so you were talking. Well, okay, so you were talking about how um, how you're 25, you're pretending that you're 30. Take us through the journey too, because I, I think a lot of people that are listening probably are like, you know, there are a lot of insurance agents. They want to scale, and they they're hearing your numbers and um, probably drooling right now. Yeah. <clears throat> um, admittedly, my role was a little bit different within the agency. Um, I was the marketing guy. I wasn't the agent. So I had an inside sales team who was just quoting and selling the insurance while I was out in the field all day, every day, um, hitting up 10 offices, mortgage offices a day. I got to know my route. I got to know my people. It was no longer about insurance. It was just about who I am and getting to know these people and having relationships with 150 mortgage brokers. So awesome. eight hours a day, five days a week, out every day, visiting these people, getting to know them. And admittedly, I didn't even have to ask anymore. They were just giving me I was getting seven to 10 leads a day. So I'd get them into my team. From each or from? Oh, from total that day. So I would get, you know, seven to 10 a day. I'd get them over to my team of seven to 10 agents. They would sell them at close 80% of the time. We were writing a lot of premium every day. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was enjoyable for four years. And then I got sick of it. So pivoted over to a manager role. Uh, so on and so forth. Someone took over that internal marketing. So, remind me how many producers you were feeding. Uh, for my personal team, it was about ten inside sales reps, but we had a team of about 120. At the end of this thing, we had about 120 independent agents that were doing the same thing for themselves. So they were generating the leads and selling their own home and auto. Well, at what point does there become? How are there that many lenders? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the housing market out here is insane. So, and what we would do is teach our outside agents to go develop their own markets. And that, I think that's probably one of the biggest um, training pieces for agents, you know, ones that are calling, quoting, selling and marketing, doing the whole show themselves is, is committing to the marketing plan. That's what we see with agents. You know, they'll go out once, they'll meet a couple lenders and then they won't go out again. And they expect, oh, you know, I met Gary and Gary doesn't have any deals and what, what's going on. It's like you got to see Gary 10 times over the next three months to earn Gary's business. And it just, it takes a while. So it's, um, it's definitely a process. That's what we see the biggest faux pas with agents is just the inconsistency in marketing. They just stop doing it. And even when you get busy, you got 10 lenders sending you deals. They'll go, Oh, I'm so busy. I don't have to go market anymore. And then right. once it runs dry, they're like, Oh, back to square, square zero again. They forgot so, about you. So you, yeah. you have to continue to hit them. 
You got to keep seeing them, man. They want to see your face. It's it's a weird anomaly in today's tech world where the face-to-face, shake your hand, talk about your kids is valuable in marketing. So how how long does did it take to to start to get results? Like if you, you know, like you go in the first day and you say hi. I mean, obviously you don't get something the next day. I mean, honestly, I was all about meeting the person at the top of the food chain. So if we're getting really good with the branch manager and you get on his level, his or her level, I mean, you're going to work your way down. They're going to meet you. They're going to introduce you to the whole team. I mean, I would always be adamant about getting in front of a sales meeting, speaking very well at those meetings, engaging, not just talking about who I am and what my company is all about, but bringing value, you know, talking about the industry, talking about pitfalls of the industry, talking about things they can do better to help their clients within their process things like that bring value. That's what makes you stand out. It's not about just showing up every day, but you got to bring that extra value. So, mm-hmm. And it's a 90 day. It's a 90 day plan of meeting as many lenders as possible, weeding out the ones that you don't fit with personality wise. You, you meet those people and you're like, no, nah, this is not going to be a good fit. This person's yeah. going to try to walk all over me. It's not worth it. Or, you know, they're crabby and it's just not worth it. You know, there's plenty of lenders that will think you're awesome that would love to, you know, go drink beers or whatever it is you're into, go go-karting. We've got agents that take them to the movies. Like it, you'd be shocked the activities that they'll do with their lenders, but it's just finding those lenders that you find a cohesion with and, you know, narrowing down your funnel, but it's a 90 day plan and you got to stick to it and you got to hammer LinkedIn. You got to be really good at LinkedIn, uh, create your brand. And uh, it literally is foolproof. Like it works if you just do it. So that's the problem. People don't like to do stuff. They don't yeah. Like- I was listening to the, uh, did you guys hear the Grant Cardone and uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort uh, podcast that came out the other day? No. Best quote from Cardone. He goes, people want the abs, but they don't want to do the workout. It's like, it was perfect. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, that's And the is. workout isn't that hard. I mean, just do 50 yeah. sit-ups a day, right? If yep. you're consistent. Yeah. It takes two minutes, right? Come two on. minutes. Yeah. But Literally two minutes. Do it, Craig? Do you do it? I go to Orange Theory almost every day. So I do, I actually do a lot of sit-ups and I don't get, I have the abs, but they're buried under the ice. <laughs> under the, yeah, under the cake. But you know they're there. You know they are there. there. They <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're under about an inch. There you go. Yeah, if you have a chance to check out that podcast, it was pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. <laughs> and Ryan yeah. mentioned uh, about the LinkedIn piece. It, for us, it's big. We pitch that a lot. Um, we... What are you going to call our, our podcast about our internal podcast about six months ago, the insurance brothers, is that what we yeah. called it? Yeah. Uh, Cause we were brothers. Obviously we had an insurance brothers podcast, if you will, on LinkedIn. We were hitting home on LinkedIn every single day about your brand. It, it means everything. You got to stick with it. You can't post once a month and expect any results. You got to, develop something different from the the marketplace. And so um, we are adamant about that. We trust and believe in it and we utilize it every day. So. More so than Facebook. Yeah. Uh, way more so. Way more Facebook's so. only good for birthdays, <laughs> birthdays and, and talking to your wife when you're sitting right next to her, like <laughs> saying happy anniversary to your wife when you're sitting right next to her. Like yeah, I've never do that on that. Instagram. Our that is an anomaly to me. I don't get it. <laughs> like You're sitting right next to her. <laughs> Yeah, you get a little giggle. You do the little. She uh, can't yell at you when you're right. uh, just texting. But it's frowned <laughs> upon if you don't do it. It's like not getting him a card. It's like <laughs> frowned upon. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's strictly B two B. So B two B is all LinkedIn. You, and I think that's what agents miss is they're they're so thirsty for their next deal, which I get in the beginning. But you've got to look at 
where are the faucets? How do I turn on the faucets? You know, what's pumping the water in? You want to get to those referral partners that are going to send deals. You know, they're on the Ferris wheel and they're, they're sending deals every single day, like clockwork. And then you're not working so hard. You're not buying internet leads and chasing those people around. And, you know, every year they want to reshop on, you know, on whatever website you found them on. It's like when these people are buying homes, they're not, they're not even thinking about insurance. Insurance is just a speed bump for them to buy that house. So now you have an emotional sale tied to insurance. And as long as your rate is good and your coverage is matched, they're going to buy and they're going to stick with you because they're homeowners and they tend to be a little bit more stable. And so your retention goes up. It's just a better way of running a business. And then you get their cars, right? Yeah. They like you. Yep. Yeah. Umbrella, the whole nine, sell them some life insurance. Some life insurance because they have a, it's that, it's that event, right? Yep. It's a huge event to purchase yep. that first house. Yep. Yeah. It, you're literally hitting them at a point of, of need and it's great. Your agency did it all. Did you guys, you, you led with home and then you, it's all personal lines? We were actually all about uh, home and auto bundling right away. We typically didn't like monoline homes. You know, it doesn't retain very well and you're probably going to forget about cross-selling if you don't get on it right away. So we were all about bundling right away. So that being said, uh, we actually didn't do life in-house. We just did the home and auto piece. Um, and so I, we felt like that was the best bet. And commercial came later on, but 95% uh, personal lines. You could have yeah. funneled all those life policies down to Arizona. Oh God. Yeah. If we had we a nickel, <laughs> right. We take the Gary Keller approach. I don't know if you've read the one thing, Gary Keller, he uh, created Keller Williams. He wrote a great oh. book called the one thing. And it talks about just doing one thing and doing it really, really well. And so that's, that's kind of the, the mentality that we took. Yeah. Just home and auto and let's do a bunch of it. And so we got yeah. so good at it. It's just, you know, it's second nature. I yeah, think that so, it is a hundred percent the problem with um, we're, we're from the captive world and yeah. they want us to do everything, yeah. you know, but I mean, if you're going to do it that way, then you have to have like departments specifically for it. Like have the person that's the expert at that and do it well. So, and then you can quantify it. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't sell home and auto and then put your mutual funds hat on and then I'll try to sell them a home loan. And it's like, yeah. where, what, what were we talking about again? Where are we at? It's like, geez, sell my car while I'm at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, that, uh, the amount that you guys were able to scale is crazy awesome. Yeah. Um, it was fun when we started hitting a million dollars a month. That was a, probably the, the point in which we, know we, we knew it was working well and we wanted to grow as quickly as possible, get on as many agents as we could. So. So, so with that kind of growth, you may not have had processes in place and, and the systems already, or did you? No. I mean, we were... We were really, I mean, we hit a lot of growing pains, as you can imagine, especially on the service side. I mean, service in the independent space is very labor intensive. And, it, you know, especially as time goes on here, the on-demand expectations of consumers with the antiquated processes that or technologies that are currently in place, yeah, they don't align, right? So <laughs> it is, it's a strain. And we went through growing pains of, you know, how many calls were we dropping today? Let me quantify this for you. We had about 100,000 clients and we were getting roughly 13 to 14,000 phone calls a month for service. It was insane. Yeah. And how many calls were they dropping, Andy? Not on purpose, but no. yeah. a couple That's, hundred a day. Absolutely. Couldn't Aww. even answer. <laughs> couldn't even answer. It was like a telephone. It's like we were giving away free candy. Like the something. system couldn't handle the capacity at which the phone, the calls were coming in. 
right. couldn't hire fast enough. You know, it's hard to keep CSRs anyway. Yeah. For, you know, what you can pay them and the demands of the job. And it's, we just couldn't staff up fast enough to, to handle that. catch up to the set. You know, we just, um, we retained the business that we could and we continued to sell. And, uh, you know, our, our service team eventually caught up. It was just kind of a sell first, service later mentality. And that's, that's the way we went. I guess it's a good challenge to have, right? That you're growing so fast, you can't service the people. If you're going to have a challenge, I'd rather have that than too many service people. Yeah. Not enough new biz coming in. Yeah. The only <laughs> problem with it is, you know, how easy it is to review people online. You know, it's very easy yeah. to, to ruin your reputation. And so that's, it's tough. It's a balancing act. It's really hard. Yeah. So. So did, so did you guys get really good at, at acquiring new CSRs or did you get better at the hiring process or how'd you hone that? Yeah, it's interesting. We actually used um, a predictable, predictable index uh, assessment that was really helpful and making sure we had the right people on board. Now a customer service rep is typically a different type of person. They're not money motivated. They have a shelf life, but admittedly we just found the right mix, the right equation, if you will, from this assessment that allowed us to hire the right people. It gave us a longer shelf life and, and probably a more stable culture and, and, and team. Uh, we had what, 25 to 30 uh, customer service reps by the end of that thing. Any one time, yeah. yeah. I thought a lot of indie shops, don't, they don't go straight to the carrier for, well, you, you can, but think about this. So let's say a client's with Nationwide, right? And you say, hey, we're just gonna have a Nationwide services account. What happens when Nationwide's rates go up? They're just going to send them right back to you because you, they can't shop through Safeco or Travelers or Progressive or Hartford or State Auto or Auto Owners or the whole wow. portfolio. So, you know, reshopping is a whole nother uh, service task that dominates the independent channel and captives don't have to deal with that, right? So that's how we keep our business. I mean, we're not just tied to one carrier. So that really made it difficult to rely on the service center of the carriers because that reshop is such a big factor. Yeah, we so we have to explain the value of what we do and why it's important to stay with us and why the rates go up. That yeah. whole conversation, and you guys go, well, yeah, no problem here. Yeah, here, but but there's this whole new set of work with maybe not any additional revenue. It's a new sale every time. Most someone wants a reshop, you're reselling them on the product. It's a brand new company. Maybe we're splitting it up now. Oh man. You know, yeah. hail hit Colorado and now that your home rate shot through the roof, but your auto still looks good. So let's keep your auto in nationwide. And now we're going to write your home with travelers because it looks good. Uh, wow. Hence where glove box was born. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's just an so interesting. Tell us about that. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah. Glove box was mainly um, kind of brought to light because of the fact that Clients were sick of calling in to the agencies trying to take care of the things that are so basic that we wanted to empower them to go access their policies on their own. Um, agents don't want to pick up the phone either, by the way, to handle these things. They don't make money from it. It wastes time during, during their day. Uh, so regardless of the carrier you're with, you can access your policies, home, auto, umbrella, uh, toys, renter's policies, whatever you need. Um, and what's going to come down the pipe here is paying a bill, initiating a claim, uh, getting connected to a vendor if you do have a claim. There's a lot of things that we're looking forward to that are coming on the pipe, but the original concept just being 
let's stop wasting time servicing or taking care of these service tasks that are so basic that a client can do on their own. Now, the other piece of it is that the, the carrier portals are out there and the, you can certainly utilize those, but um, it's been mentioned that, hey, if your home's with Progressive and your auto's with Safeco, you know, then you have to have two apps and I have to go to two different portals and it's obnoxious. Um, and so you switch companies every year and you don't know who's who and what carrier am I with? And is the independent agency my carrier? I don't know. Um, some clients are confused on what that's all about. So that's kind of why Glovebox was brought to light. And, and maybe tell us a little bit about Glovebox. Like yeah. what, what does it look like? Yeah. I mean, we developed Glovebox with, you know, being at the epicenter of, of hearing the client's frustrations, hearing the agency frustrations and really hearing or, and also seeing the position that the carriers are in currently, you know, the carriers have taken, taken a stance that they are going to rely heavily on the agencies to handle the service work. That's their mantra. Uh, what happens is and kind of what we alluded to is just the overwhelming amount of service work that's it's being put on the agency owners. 90% of it is, is things that could be handled with, with technology. Um, and, and so we created Glovebox with the agency in mind to take this off their plate, make them look good, make it branded, allow them to cross sell, allow them to communicate with their consumers um, with a product that their consumers actually want to use and like to use and make it easy, right? Insurance is the thing you hate, but you want it to work when you need it. And if it doesn't work when you need it, that's, you know, that's trouble for everybody. And so right. we really created Glovebox to make it just super simple, access your documents, pay your bill, report a claim, feel good about the agency you're with without having to communicate with the agency you're with, right? And so that, you know, there's so much value in that we always talk to these agency owners and they're like, well, I really like to service my own clients. And it's like, do you though? Like, do you like the Johnson's calling you on a Sunday afternoon because they need their auto ID card because they got pulled over? Do you really like doing that? These, and, and so much in insurance we see is, is agents sell and service, right? They do everything and you, you can't be jack of all trades. You cannot be that. Think of the you know, the, the time spent on service work and the opportunity costs wasted by these agency owners by having all to do all this service work. Those are policies that you could be selling. You could be selling more insurance and making more money. Carriers are dropping commissions, especially on the captive side. We know that and overheads going up, right? Yeah. Right. Anything we can do to sell more insurance, make more money we're in. And so all of these things are coming into play as we're developing this product. You can't create more time, you know, right. and the, the agent, that, that, that whole business model of the agent servicing the people because it makes them feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, if you're, if you're not replacing that activity with either a 12, $12 an hour or an app, right? A $0 an hour thing, then that's insanity. Yeah. You can't grow a multi-million dollar book of business that way. Right. Not I mean, work. you can keep your million dollar book of business. Yeah. Sure. What you do. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's that's plateau. What happens. Yeah. And as your commissions go down and overhead goes up, your take home just starts dwindling away. And, and right. now you're just spinning your wheels. You know, yeah, it seems like it, it, whether in the captive world or in the indie world, the, the focus now is on growing these, these enormous agencies. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And, and with that scale, you have to create automation. Yep. Absolutely. And so we're the first ones to be directly connected to the carriers to be able to pass information back and forth. Um, You're connected to all of the ones that uh, uh, Andy would be 
normalized of hearing? We're working on it. <laughs> it is a process. Yeah, it's an evolution. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's a new idea for these carriers. It okay. is a brand new idea. And so kind of easing them into the wit and, and there's a lot of departments involved. You've got the billing department, the le uh, legal department, you've got the automation department, you've got the claims department and, you know, and they so, don't talk to each other. So you got to figure no, out. Of course not. Yeah, so <laughs> the other thing is with the industry being so antiquated, so are the carriers and their decisions. So we want to make sure they understand that yet there's insure tech and there's carriers and then we got to meet in the middle. That's where the clients want to be. Um, and so we got to, and they, they are starting to pick up on that. So that's been fun, fun conversation. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, just some of our conversations we've had lately, we'll meet with a carrier and, uh, there's a huge discrepancy when you look at portal adoption between the independent channel and the captive channel. You know, everybody knows State Farm, Allstate, American Family, Farmers, and USA. Everybody knows those brands. Very simple. I buy from Allstate. I download their app. Simple, simple. It's an easy relationship. So we were at a carrier uh, about a month ago, and we're kind of showing them these numbers, and I'm comparing it to Geico, right? So we go on iOS, their Apple app. And we're looking at Geico. Geico has 1.5 million reviews on their Apple app. So, you know, that's going to equate wow. to, to users, right? They have users. Allstate has like 450,000 reviews on their app. So obviously they have a lot of users. We're talking to this carrier and this is a $20 billion carrier, mind you. This is not a small carrier. Take a wild guess how many reviews they have on their app. 11. <laughs> 40. That was pretty close. Wow. 40 reviews. 40. $20 billion carrier, $20 billion carrier. And they have 40 reviews and you go through this whole presentation of why this makes sense and what we're doing. And then they circle back and say, but we really love our app. Our app is just so good. They're good spending, thing they love it. Yeah, they love it. They're spending so much time and money on this thing, but who's even looking at it? It's just <laughs> like, I understand it. Your brand means a lot, but we could be better. Yeah, it could be better. So it's, it's just, uh, it's tough. And here's the other thing you didn't, or we don't think about is that the agents, the independent agents are the ones who are supposed to be branding on behalf of the carrier, but they don't have time to do that. They're trying to sell policies and get through the next one. Um, yeah, we're taking care of the clients. We're moving on to the next. We're not taking time to, to brand the carrier on their behalf. So that's something they got to think about too. So that's where Glovebox does come into play as well. We are going to be branding that specific carrier on the app for that client. So if, I'm a, if I have my auto with Progressive, you're going to see Progressive all over that thing. Uh, you're going to see your independent agency all over that thing. It's going to be branded very well. It's going to basically turn the Glovebox app into that agency's app, into that carrier's app. That's awesome. That's crazy. So how many carriers do you guys have right now? Right now we've got, uh, we have five committed um, and then we're in development with another 10. So, wow. and then That's we're talking to, I mean, our list, we've got 75 independent carriers on our list right now that we're, we're talking to. I mean, we can only develop so fast. So yeah. we're kind of staggering our development, but um, we're working as hard as we can to get as many carriers as possible to, uh, again, to appease our, our agencies. So... That's so cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Is, thing is it live? Is it live now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. went live about a month ago. It's an MVP, minimum viable product. It's working. It's pulling docs. Um, we're making some nice enhancements. We'll be adding Apple Wallet here in about three weeks. You'll be able to add your, um, your auto ID cards to Apple Wallet, which will be great no matter what carrier you're with. Uh, 
one little thing that's coming where we actually got referred to the Colorado DMV by the insurance commissioner, Ralph Common here in Colorado. And we're working on being the first here in Colorado to offer uh, digital vehicle registrations to your glove box, which I know exists in Arizona, I believe, and maybe California as well. I don't think so. Uh, Arizona, I think they yeah, do. And you, but you only yeah. renew when you're like 90. So my, yeah. I got my license when I was 18 here and it, it's good till 2045. Those, so this would be like your vehicle registrations. You know, you get the little piece of paper, you oh, throw that, it in your yeah. glove box. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be able to offer those digitally on glove box as well. Awesome. So now when you get pulled over, you've got your insurance and your registration in your Apple wallet, ready to rock and roll. So. Again, it's just about the client and understanding what they want. They want this stuff. They're screaming for it. So we got to do something about it to make it happen. And it's all so, going to yeah. be in one ecosphere. Did, did you, I, I, I'm sure. I would, I would assume you guys did a lot of market research beforehand. So you have data on, you know, the different cohorts of people. Yep. So those, the millennials, like what, what is their position on at, like they will, this, this is the way they want things done. Yeah. Right? You're speaking to a couple right now. So we Good. Have I love you guys. <laughs> well, check, check this out. I read a, um, a, a JD power article the other day that was saying millennials, um, less than 50% of them are now bundling their insurance policies. And that's going down by about 3% a year, which means they're not just taking a package deal that's given to them because it's so easy to shop for insurance. Now, you know, you get root, you get hippo, you get lemonade, you get nobler. It's like, and they want to try out, you know, the new Tesla of insurance, which is root, you know, the usage base, the Metro mile, um, so millennials and down are really, they're not just taking that package business that's being handed to them. They're, oh, that's a good home rate, but at eh, my auto rates a little bit cheaper over here, or, Hey, this maybe fits my lifestyle a little bit better with the user based product. And so we're seeing a lot of those separation now that segmentation in products with carriers where, which is where Glovebox takes over. So we're not just the independent channel with these insure techs that are coming into play. We're going to be a huge value for them as well. What's the position of the, of the millennials on agents? Like, do they feel there's a need? With home insurance, yes. With home insurance, there's still that need there, right? Um, I mean, it's, you know, that's we're a lot still of money. Alive. To, we're still alive. And honestly, that's, that's a huge philosophy of ours. You know, we're, we were bred out of the agency channel, as we mentioned, and we want to preserve the agents. That's what we want to do. Can we keep the agents in place forever? Of course not. We all know that at some point it's going to be automated. They're going to figure out a way to earn the trust of the consumers to where an agent is not necessary. But if we can preserve the agents as long as possible, that is our goal. Are you talking about Amazon by chance? Uh, I may or may not. (laughs) Talk about Walmart. (laughs) Tesla, I guess they're going to jump. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's cool, man. I, I love, uh, I love the name because it is, it's old school, right? You that always big win. in the glove box. Tell yeah. me about how we got the name, Andy. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun. So uh, we're just, oh, gosh, that, by the way, this concept of glove box goes back three years. And we've been, you know, how many names have we had? Four or five different names. But Some stupid names. <laughs> what were the stupid ones? Coverage dashboard was one of them. Protection dash. <laughs> yeah, we, we thought like the concept is there, but we just got to grasp this thing. But anyways, we did some research, uh, research on what it would take to get Glovebox. And um, we found out that um, how many years back, uh, six years ago, maybe uh, Geico uh, tried to take the name Glovebox and they initiated their app and it was similar, similar concept. There's a bunch of marketing. If you Google Glovebox, all the Geico stuff comes up. It's kind of ah, funny. This was trademarked by an individual out of New Orleans and he sued Geico and he won. 
and guide wow. them to cease that uh, that working progress. So they they don't have glove box. And this this gentleman out of New Orleans, we reached out to him on LinkedIn. Actually, Ryan did and got his blessing to license us the trademark, the exclusive trademark for um, Glovebox. So we have that, we have that exclusive. Did you have trademark. to buy the domain from him? He doesn't own the domain. <laughs> yeah, so we, surprisingly. Uh, someone, yeah, someone else owns the domain. He just has the trademark. So. How much do you have to pay for that domain? Ooh. <laughs> the guy was shifty, man. It was and, interesting. There's a lot of people, that's their business models to buy I know. domains. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And our like, I won't worry about the domain. The domain's not a big deal. We're actually glovebox.com. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't really matter. We're waiting on one to come live on, on GoDaddy and we're going to snag it. We're just waiting for it. They're, they're supposedly creating it right now. Are you talking about, you talking uh, about uh, Docs in a Box right now? Uh, <laughs> we have Docs in a Box out there. <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a funny process getting the name, but it was a big win. Like you said, that's a good one. Uh, that's probably you know the biggest reason why we know we're gonna why it's gonna work because it's easy to you know what's in it, right? What's in your glove box? So well, yep. What do you guys see from the the captive side as far as like portal adoption? Do you see a pretty good number of clients utilizing the portal? Yes. Okay. At least, but but we do a ton of internet stuff at my office. Um, so they're already on the internet searching for, searching for insurance and stuff. So of how they want it. And to be totally honest, I mean, I just don't see, you just got to look at what everybody's doing in general. It's all apps and buying with one button. I mean, it's just makes sense. It's easier to adapt that I think than, than not, than to not. Do you see areas where you sell that kind of, you know, when, you're, when your auto product is, is, is not competitive? Do, do you guys see that a lot or your home products is not competitive? Um, mm -hmm. And then you kind of see monoline stuff, a lot of monoline stuff kind of coming into play? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're always working towards the bundle. I mean, he, in, in California, they can't write a lot of home. Yeah. I mean, here we're always really focused on the bundle. I know in Colorado, the, the premiums on um, – on the company that we represent are a little bit tougher because of the roof issues up there. The hail. The hail yeah. Down. There's a lot of hail. I mean, I know, I don't know if you guys know Travis Turner. He's a agent up there that I talk to all the time, but, um, and then Eddie Pacheco and, you know, yeah, there, know so there's, there, yeah, I know a lot of, yeah, everybody knows around in his FJ. Actually, I think he just sold his FJ. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. He had this little Toyota with his, his picture on the back. He just got a Tesla. So, you know, must be doing that, all right. Like speaking of Tesla, like that's, that's something that, that Elon talked about a lot is, is how people respond to notifications. Like notifications are, are almost the new text, yep. right? So as you guys build out that app, like people really respond to notifications. And I thought- You wanna talk about that billing piece or? Well, I was gonna ask, so do you guys see an opportunity for Glovebox to connect to the captives when you have monoline products? So like when you, when you didn't sell the home, you only sold the auto. And so they had to go get their home somewhere else. Do you see an integration value of having that within the captive world? If, if you can knock on the door of the people who are in charge and, and get them to, to move to action. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if, 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 if they used Glovebox instead, right. right. And I'll just say the company, sure. but if the company used, uh, glove box mm -hmm. and, and you had the information on, okay, we didn't close them on the auto. 
we have the home, they're coming up for renewal now. So you have the X date and it shot a notification said, you're coming up for renewal with your current carrier. Here's a quote. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Or what about, what about paying them and saying, Hey, by the way, you know, if we didn't mention, we do life insurance as well when they're in the, like just not, not something excessive, but some little mini campaign that every now and then hits them with a, I mean, I'd, I'd be 100% all over that. We're coming out with something called the feed and the feed is going to allow our agency partners and our carriers unique to that consumer, that specific policyholder communicate with them. So you'll be able to post stuff to the feed say, Hey, by the way, did you know the John Smith agency does life insurance? Click here to get a quick quote or Hey, did you know we just added, you know, a really robust jewelry coverage policy that you can get, you know, click here to get a quote. Right. So it's going to be a way to communicate with your clients, um, you know, in a way that we haven't seen before. I think I that would increase your retention and your development of your current book, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then yeah. it's a cool, neat thing to have. So maybe it even helps with acquisition. Yeah. I do. It's all I, I think that the uh, captive carriers wouldn't do it because as soon as their product, let's say the autos, on the app, right? Mm-hmm. All this other thing. Hey, your renewal's coming up. Let's shop for it. It's like there's no way that because the captives want all the other products too. Yeah. Yep. So there, that eliminates the need for that. Yeah. So I, I don't, sure. I don't think that that would work in the captive world because I think that they're trying to hoard. Yeah. Everything they can. It's kind of a double-edged sword because then if you don't do it. And then you've got someone who has glove box and they have their autos safe and they have their home let's call it farmers and farmers isn't a glove box, but Safeco is. And so now they're like, Ooh, how easy is it to get a home quote? So you have kind of that double edged sword where it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. uh, It's kind of fine line. So I think if you built it big enough with all the other carriers. Yeah. And then it was like a, we either join this or as soon as they think that they're not going to have as yeah. many sales, but if they think that it's jeopardizing sales, I'm sure that yeah. they look at data and they have all the data mm-hmm. and they make database decisions. So if sure. you could show them data that shows that, look, you're going to increase your revenue by X percent when you have it this way or what you've seen, then I think you have an argument, yep. you know? Yeah. But they don't yeah. like giving up that client, that client information. you you know, it's a no, no, no nope. sharing. Of course, yeah. right? <laughs> and we never would. Yeah. Right, Jason? Never. <laughs> Ever. 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 You know, another cool feature for our, for our Globox agency product is going to be uh, to be able to refer your agent out in just a click of a button. So I, if I'm sitting next to Andy, I'm talking about, oh, yeah, man, I bought insurance from this guy. It was super easy. Oh, send me his name and number. Oh, boom. There you go. That's awesome. It even says boom when you click it. It goes boom. boom. Yeah. It's boom. <laughs> no, actually, it's, it's Stifler going boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It's, it's funny because a lot of these uh, companies have had these apps for a while, including the company that we work for, and it's yeah. shocking that they don't have that. I know, sure. right? Like, like come on. It's fun. Thing. It's engaging. Can, yeah. you guys have, can you brand your – can you – take say whatever X carrier that you're with and then make it the John Smith agency. Like, do they let you take the app and then brand it to your own agency? Do you guys have that? Well, I well, they did for name and picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you can make your own outside app 
but okay. it can't it can't have the name of the carrier on it. So then you lose the power of the branding. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, like we could white label you our product if we were connected to your carrier, but we can't mention the carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You can get the data. Interesting. From. If they'll say yes, I mean, you know, there's the like agency Zoom. Yeah. They, yeah. They've been allowed to integrate and, and move data back and forth. I mean, there's a handful of approved vendors, sure. right? I mean, but that's a fun process. Yeah, it's, it's a process for sure. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. their gloves on. Yeah. What an industry. <laughs> Crazy. What an industry, huh? Yeah. It is, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so our biggest thing was just, you know, we just want to help evolve the industry, help improve the pitfalls and the gaps that are in there right now. We just, we, over the course of the past decade that we were involved, it's just, we noticed a few and it's time to capitalize on that. So we feel like we're doing that. So, yeah, it's awesome. I, I love that. I love the concept. Thank so you. a whole bunch of agents are listening right now. What would you, what, what is the, each of you individually, what is the nugget of information that you would pass on to somebody with maybe a smaller agency and they're looking to grow any kind of wisdom through what you guys have been through. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's going to always be that brand because if you're going to stand out from the competition, it's going to be for one reason. It's probably going to be your persistency and how consistent you are with your marketing efforts and your brand. If you stick to that, you hold yourself to it and you make sure you do that each and every day at the end of a 10 year career, you're going to look back and say that was worth it. I, you know, it, it was annoying. I had to come up with content and be, that brand got, you know, I didn't know what it was and evolved into something, but it, really that's going to be most important for you. Most vital. That's what we did. Awesome. Mine's going to be uh, segmentation of, of duties, you know, stop having your salespeople service business. That is a bad road to go down. It'll never work. You're, you'll never have good insurance agents and you'll never have good reps because again dancing between the, the two of them you just can't do both Salespeople don't like to service that's just the reality of it you know we hunt we kill we pass it along to get cooked you know and that's just kind of the reality of the business so stop having your salespeople service and vice versa and vice versa i mean now train your service reps how to sell because if they're especially in the independent channel, if they're remarketing, you're, you're selling, and so they need to have sales oh, yeah. skills, you know. And maybe they want to graduate into being a, a, an agent, but stop this, stop this sales and service madness. <laughs> it just it doesn't work. I've never met an agency where an agent was crushing it to doing both. Like you just can't right. do it. Like go, go market your ass off and sell a crap ton of insurance and let somebody else service it. That well, that salesperson's best use of their time is on the phone closing yeah. a deal. I mean, yeah, they're like without, marketing that's what they wanted to do all along. That's what they came here for. So yeah. they're not right. Sure. Yeah. Give so, them the ball and let them run. Yeah. There you go. Get out of the forest. There you go. Yep. Feed the beast. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. There's a, there's, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't care. Triple uh, A out here. Mm -hmm. They've, they've always had, uh, you know, bunch of sales agents they have like a direct sales unit now they're having their they're losing a ton of agents because they're making um well they're lowering their commissions but they're also um giving them like two hours of service work a day like like they're going backwards and yeah. it's crazy because to your point, salespeople don't want to do that and they're all leaving. Well yeah they they think they're cutting costs but they're actually losing sales. So right <laughs> and, and personnel. I mean yeah. That's it. What's that's harder than selling? Yeah. 
getting producers, right? I mean, and then getting them to sell, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. convincing them that this is the I mean, best dog ever. There's a captive. There's a major captive that is now there, allowing. There's a major, there, there's a major captive that's now allowing their agents to sell outside products. So now they're able to get independent contracts. And if the client doesn't fit with that captive, they're actually able to sell outside products, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess. It is a mess. Think about trying to service a captive market and then, oh, but no, half my book is independent. And so now I have to service these people as well. Like that is, that is a bad road to go down. (laughs) Craziness. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, cool. So how could people find you guys online? Where do they go? Is it hotbox.com or what? Docs in a box? No, yeah, that's just the, that's the fun one. We're going to have that eventually. But no, uh, we are on iOS mobile right now. Uh, so your app store, head on in there and type in Glovebox. We're the first one that pops up. Uh, check it out. Connect to your carrier. Let us know what you think. If you don't uh, have your carrier in the app yet because we're still working on it, let us know who that is. We'll email you when it's ready. And then, of course, the extra features that are coming out here in about 60 to 90 days. We're just working on it right now, phase two of development. Um, we also have an agency model. So if you're an agent and you want to learn more about how to brand you on our app, go to gloveboxapp.com backslash agency, and we will be able to chat with you about what that looks like. Yeah. We'll stick that in the show notes so it's easy to click to. Um, awesome having you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. All your success. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you hit us up on LinkedIn and mention uh, your guys' show, we'll give you 10% off uh, your first year subscription to the Glovebox Agency. Boom. Look at that. And you guys have a sneak peek because uh, we've got a waiting list of about 200 agencies right now and we're about to cut it off for beta. So if you want to be an agency in beta, definitely get with us as soon as possible so we can get you on the list. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. you guys. Hey, thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, you so much. It's been cool. fun. Yeah, we're gonna have to cruise out to uh, to Arizona and Cali and play some golf. <laughs> Pick me up. We'll drive out to Huntington Beach and hit the waves. There, there you go, go man. Teach us something. I love it. Awesome, <laughs> guys. guys. Cool, Take man. care. All right, Thank you. All right, have a good one. All right, bye-bye. Fifty-five percent of insurance sales producers say that they have had little or no sales at training. Us agents focus on marketing to drive activity and often overlook the sales presentation. Improvements in mindset, shifting focus, rapport, needs diagnosis, value building, creating buy-in and overcoming objections lead to drastically better closing numbers. The solution? Enroll your team in September Sales Summit offered by Agency Vault. We will even assess your team to see which of their sales steps need the most improvement. Head to agencyvault.com to sign up before it's full. Hey, thanks for checking out the insurance dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.